This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, we are back. Hour two, myself, Andy Pate, Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer for the day, Claire Morell, joining us now. Claire, welcome. I should say welcome back. How are you today? Yes, I'm well. Thanks for having me. No, always a joy. Appreciate it very much. Uh, you are with the American Affairs, Ethics, and Public Policy. You're an analyst there. And uh, again, let's talk about big tech. We, you know, it's something we talk about on the program quite often. In fact, Andy, in the last hour, we were discussing some things that are going on right now in regards to the the response, I guess you could say, that the White House has in regards to the, you know, the GOP being the worst thing out there. And, you know, we're the biggest threat. I'm using their words, not mine. The biggest threat to democracy there is. Number one, that's not the right word to use anyways, because we're a republic, not a democracy. But you get where I'm going. I would tell you, Claire, and I think you would agree, the biggest threat we have to our republic is social media and the platforms that are there that, that censor everything that they want to. Yes, it really is, because today, as you just mentioned, the big tech companies have essentially become an extension of big government, and they're censoring on behalf of the White House. And so it's very dangerous, the power that these companies have amassed and the fact that they're able to control speech and debate in the public square today. And so it is a critical fight that conservatives need to take on in the sense that, you know, our freedom of speech really is being threatened and our ability to convey our ideas and beliefs. Claire, the most terrifying thing for me is that they're not just an arm of the big government because they actually run the public square. Okay, back in the colonial times, we had the public square, people would debate and so forth. Now the public square is online. They own it. And yet they're not just the arm of big government. They're the arm of one side of big government. They are literally an extension of the Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. They have clearly shown their political bias. I mean, the examples that are obvious that people know are just the suppression of the story about the Hunter Biden laptop before the November 2020 election, taking down the then President Donald Trump from the platform. Those are some of the most egregious examples. But even recently, you have, you know, Mark Zuckerberg admitting that they were pressured by the FBI to do that. And, you know, and the White House's, you know, emails have been made public in a recent lawsuit with these companies talking about what they want them to censor, and those companies are doing their bidding. And so it's absolutely clear the political bias. And, um, And that is why it's concerning is that, we have protections from Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say so Claire, what, yeah. Speech. Thank you. What's the answer to some of this? Cuz you you know, you and I have talked before and 
And I, I am one where I, you know, you know me, and, and, and we are one here that I don't like new laws. I, you know, I think you have to be very, very careful. And there's a lot of folks out there, even on our side of the aisle, talking about, we need new laws. We need this. We need that. We need a reclassification. And I'm one that says, no, be careful what you wish for, because in a lot of cases, that can make things a lot worse for all. What do we use that we have right now? You know, the tools that we have in our toolbox now, what are we, how do, you know, what are they and how do we use them? Absolutely. And this is what I highlighted in my recent piece for American Affairs is that we have these tools that already exist that we can tailor and apply in this new situation regarding big tech. So the first is Section 230, which is the law that currently governs the Internet, passed back in 1996. It needs to be updated, and I'm not calling for a sweeping overhaul of that law, but just correcting some of the language that has been vague and allowed that immunity protection for these social media platforms to be overly expanded. It, okay, and that's and I, and, really what's... And I'm guessing, Claire, yeah. because in 96, I know because I was around then using the internet even, we didn't have in 96 what we have today, so of course a correction would be well-suited. Exactly. They didn't even have algorithms back then. Correct. how these companies promote and suppress certain content. So that would be the first thing. The second thing is just we have antitrust laws that could be better enforced in these digital markets um, where I think traditionally they're a quote-unquote free product. And so using the traditional metric of price to measure whether or not there's anti-competitive conduct can be more difficult. But if you look at things like our time or our attention or our data, what is the cost to the consumer then? Mm. I think that there could be better enforcement just of the existing laws we have on the books. And the third thing is common carrier law a historic body of law that's governed telegraphs and broadcast cable and railroads and, you know, ferries is just uh, is a law that ensures that people have access to these major channels of communication or transportation. So they're operated by private companies, but the government says you can't discriminate against certain users. You need to serve everyone equally. And so some states like Texas have taken that approach to say, you know, these big tech companies are, are common carriers. They can't discriminate against certain political viewpoints. And so it's a pretty narrow provision, but that's another historical precedent we could use to ensure these companies aren't censoring just the viewpoints that they don't like mm-hmm. politically. Mm-hmm. But Claire, we now have, obviously, we have the Facebook, the head of Facebook admitting that the FBI guided him to censor to you know cut back on the dispersion of stories you know like with hunter's laptop and my question is this i agree with section 230 it should be updated for the times but isn't a lot of this just like immigration policy the problem is that we just have to enforce it because section 230 treats them like platforms they're not acting as platforms they're acting as publishers and editors so threaten them, in my opinion, Claire, threaten them along Andy's lines of either, hey, you guys either need to, A, you know, work under the guidelines of 230, which says you're a platform. But if right. you're going to continue to edit and censor and go down this path, guess what? We're going to reclassify you guys. I would use a strong arm of the law and basically threaten them that if they don't go back to doing what they're supposed to be doing as publishers, as, as platforms, not publishers, Claire, then, then you know what? We're just going to unleash something else on them. That's what I would do. No, and that's exactly right, 
Justice Thomas on the Supreme Court has said as much in a statement he released in 2019 to say that Section 230 didn't give all these protections. Unfortunately, bad case law precedent Mm. has overly expanded it. But they shouldn't be getting immunity when they act like publishers if they're adding their own commentary or suppressing or amplifying certain things. They were supposed to just get immunity for third-party content hosted on their platforms, not for their own, right. you know, additions, right. subtractions to Correct. That. So if the right case were to go before the Supreme Court, that is another way that the current kind of precedents that have been set with Section 230 could be corrected without even changing the law, yep. just having the right case become before the Supreme Court. Yeah, and, and, again, and again, I'm also one, I've said this for years, you know, increased competition also helps in this area, although I know that's really, really difficult. We're starting to see more of that. You know, we interviewed the gentleman that has started the new web browser, Tusk, which I think is going to help compete in a lot of areas with this. In fact, they're now designing their own entire search engine. And as we get more and more companies get involved in this and in in competition increases, Claire, that also will help straighten some of this out. But in the meantime, I'm with you. We've, We've got to do some things to implement the laws we already have and make these guys play by the rules. The reality is nobody's kept them in check. That's the problem. It's a free for all. That is exactly the problem. There has not been any accountability, and and this is what has resulted. And you're right, there's a lot of ways to go at this problem. As I've said, there's no silver bullet, so we need to look at kind of all the tools that we have, and including the one that you mentioned of trying to open up more competition in these spaces for alternatives to compete. In the long run, that is another, you know, viable option as we're looking at different things that would help improve this problem. Claire, do you think part of the reason that Republicans have not held their feet to the fire enough is just flat-out fear? I mean, you're dealing with people who literally own and run and control the public square. Okay? I mean, they can destroy you. So I have a question. Or make you vanish from the public eye. I mean... And you're a policy expert, so I've got a question for that. Perfect dovetail into what Andy's asking. So my question, Claire, and again, I I always want to think through things, and I don't want to just throw things out there and try to get them to stick without really thinking through it, but in the past, and I'm not always a fan of this, but in the past when we have seen quote-unquote monopolies exist government comes along and says okay microsoft we know you're a monopoly we know you've got this 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 control if you would or or you know you basically your your fingers around the necks of all these other companies that are out there they're not allowed to really do anything without you saying they can so we're going to make you do certain things break you up if you would and so on now i'm not a huge huge fan of that claire because i think again we have to be careful of that on down the road on all fronts but i would be a fan of saying okay guys if you can't play by the rules of section 230 you're gonna have to release your algorithm and how your engines work and how all of this inner technology you have you know how how this actually functions because guess what we're gonna make that public to your competition so they can now be on equal playing field with you so if you don't play by the rules over here here's what we're gonna do on this side so that you can have some competition how would that work or would it Yes, that's a great idea. And I think that to your point, um, it is there is an older Republican tradition that we've often forgotten, that of the Teddy Roosevelt and the trust busting. And I'm not saying we need to go that extreme route of breaking these companies up completely. But to your point, taking steps to say, hold on, we don't want a country run by oligarchs. 
Yes, we fear big government, but we also don't want a country that's run by these oligarchic tech companies. We want a republic of the common man. And so at times, then, it is necessary for the government to step in and intervene where the market hasn't been able to correct for these things. And I think that is what we're seeing with big tech. And the approach that you mentioned is a great one. I think that tying Section 230 immunity to a condition like whether it be the non-discrimination provision I mentioned, that they can't discriminate against certain viewpoints, or the one you mentioned, making them be transparent about their algorithms, that it is entirely appropriate to tie Section 230 immunity as a condition to them playing fairly. Well, and let me give you an example. I'm an auto guy. Everybody out there knows. Claire, you don't know my history, but I came from that world and still am in it in, in a lot of ways. And what happened, oh gosh, clear back in the early 90s, by the way, about the same time you're talking about when it comes to Section 230, the independent aftermarket, you know, the independent, you know, uh, repair shops and so on, and the EPA and others got together. And we now have in the automotive world, something called OBD2 diagnostics that are on every single vehicle. And let me tie all this into where I'm going with the social media aspect. In that Mm -hmm. law, which it is a law now, Each manufacturer has standards whereby they have to have that vehicle, its emissions program, the codes that come out when there's problems with it, and so on, which then enables, competition-wise, the aftermarket to be able to go out, work on cars, and do things with those vehicles. And it levels the playing field, if you would, so that the dealerships only are not the only ones out there that can fix their car. Seems to me like we could apply something similar to to these conglomerates that are out there on the social media aspect of things and again in a way allowing other companies to come in and learn what they're doing algorithm wise and how they're able to tweak things at a moment's notice if some of these other companies had that same technology how do they work their servers how are their server farms functioning you know what what's their latency times like what is their algorithms like i mean we we go down we could go down the list claire in my opinion Mm -hmm. is that it'd be very easy to level the playing field if we did that i'm just not sure anybody out there understands what i just said In politics. And and, and Claire, I mean that sincerely. I'm not trying to beat politicians up, but I will tell you, out of a lot of politicians I've interviewed over the years, no offense, they're not super smart, technologically speaking. And part of what we're running into, in my opinion, is because they're not, these guys have run roughshod over them because the politicians out there don't understand the IT world. It's absolutely true. We have a real dearth of knowledge on technology. Um, in general in the policy space, and I would say, yes, like on the right, that is a particular need. And I think your point is an excellent one. I would also say there's other proposals that would do something similar, which is requiring these platforms to be interoperable with each other. There you go. There you go. basically means, and people don't necessarily understand it, but I'll just say all it means is that if I make a Facebook account and I decide I want to instead switch to one of these alternative platforms, maybe it's Parler, I would be able to take my data with me. They would be able to interoperate with each other or go from one platform to the other. And I think part of the problem is these companies got in the door first. And so now the switching costs, if you will, are incredibly high for the consumer. Agreed. Because they and don't businesses. want to have to lose all that data. Right. That's right. That's right. Well, and that's where it new. almost, Claire, becomes a monopoly because these companies even, uh, not only with individuals, but, you know, individual users even, you know, you get so many followers or so many people that are, 
are yeah. in your business world, if you would, on the social media aspect to switch over to, which, by the way, we are on Getter and some of the other platforms that are out there ourselves. But the reality, Claire, to your point, to move all of that information over, it, it, it's just it, it's not it's not possible. Let's face it. It would take it would take too many teams of people in most cases for businesses to do that. They're just not going to invest that money. Right, and they don't want to lose all these friends. They have to start from scratch when they're like, all these other people are following me on this platform. So if you made them interoperable, they'd be able to see, you know, if you're posting on Getter, that would also then show up for them on these other platforms. There's ways you could make them interoperate, but they, of course, will not do that. And so that's another technique would yep. be to require them to do something like that and for people to own their data. That's right. say, I'm going to take right. my data with me. And that, you know, it's called data portability. And That's so right. those are some other approaches as well. Are we making any strides in that world, politically speaking? Because, again, I, I really feel like the disconnect, by the way, not just one party or the other. This is, in my opinion, politics in general. If some of these folks didn't have AIDS and folks like you and I that know exactly, you know, what's going on in the IT world, they wouldn't have an, any idea on how to even send an email and or set up their own email account, by the way. And my feeling is because of that huge disconnect is why we're where we're at. And by the way, I think big tech wants it that way. They don't want these guys with the same knowledge you and I have have because that's to their detriment if we if they do it is and exactly you're right about that i do think we're starting to make some progress in that i think people are starting to realize that in order to counter big tech we really have to get more up to speed on how the technology works because otherwise we've just accepted what they've told us oh oh that's not possible or whatnot right so i think um there are some organizations like the lincoln network um, they are trying to cultivate tech talent, um, specifically on the right, um, but they're trying to do fellowship programs to try to help uh, raise up people who have tech expertise in the policy world and on Capitol Hill. And there was a bill um, introduced this past year that I believe it passed out of House Judiciary but hasn't moved any further than that, that introduced this concept of data portability and interoperability. And that was a bipartisan bill. And so that was encouraging and I would, you know, applaud those efforts and say we need more of that, of both parties working together and, and getting some serious uh, solutions grounded in, like, the technology expertise would be, um, would be really pivotal, Agreed. I think, in moving the ball forward. Claire, how do folks, our listeners, find you? Yes, I'm, I'm on Twitter at Claire Morrell, EPPC. And I also, if you go to eppc.org and click on Claire Morrell, you'll find everything I've written on my scholar page there. Great. Awesome. Claire, again, always a joy having you. Um, and as you can tell, I know a little, I mean, I don't know as much about this as you do, but I know enough that, you know, I, I, I understand everything that you're saying and the direction that we need to head and so on. And kind of a hobby also of mine and, and I, I just enjoy learning more and more about it and I do think we've got some big challenges ahead but they can be fixed to your point and I appreciate what you're doing on your end. Oh thank you so much appreciate you. You're having very me welcome on. Claire appreciate it and guys again I, I'm not trying to sound like I've got all the answers but I'm always careful and Andy would understand this fully but I'm always careful when we say we need something new or we need this law or we need that law well not necessarily. Um, the automotive side of it again, what I will tell you there, in fact, there's a right to repair act on the automotive side that now some of the rest of industries are looking at instituting very much like the automotive world that happened some 20 years ago. Uh, the reality is, you know, 
you can do some of these things by just getting together and not even establishing law if everybody can get on the same page on the front side. I'm not saying it's going to happen with big tech because, frankly, these guys are so big that they are their own behemoth that they need to be kept in check. We'll talk more about that when we come back. I've got some other ideas along those lines as well. Veteran Windows and Doors is coming up next. And, folks, again, if you want to save money on your energy bill, Andy and I talked in the first hour. Those aren't coming down. In fact, Europe right now, uh, they, they're in for a rude awakening, folks. There's things going on with the war right now with Ukraine and Russia to where the Europeans are going to struggle as we head through the winter. And guess what? There could be, we could be in the same ballpark. We have to be really careful on that. What I'm saying is make sure that your home is as efficient as possible, and Dave can help you at Veteran Windows and Doors do that. 303-529-0720. Dave Bancroft, owner of Veteran Windows and Doors, is so confident in his quality, service, and fair prices that he challenges you to find three quotes from the competitors that even come close. Dave doesn't just go above and beyond your expectations. He does it all at up to half the cost. Veteran Windows and Doors is founded on the Marine Corps ideals of integrity, knowledge, and dependability. And Dave practices these principles in every deal he makes. That's why Veteran Windows and Doors prioritizes giving you the information you need to feel confident in your decision. Like their lifetime warranty on your purchase, they also offer a five-year installation guarantee and ensure that your energy efficiency ratings exceed the required code standards. Pay up to half the cost when you work with Veteran Windows and Doors. See the savings for yourself with a comparison quote. Call Dave at 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or visit klzradio.com windows. High Five Plumbing, not only are they hiring folks, but they can handle all of your plumbing needs as well. And I said this earlier, if you've got something where, hey, you bought it, you were going to install it, but something happened and you just never got around to doing it, call High Five and let them handle it instead. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Come join the High Five team. High Five Plumbing has been in business for over 10 years in Denver, Colorado, and was recently awarded Denver Chamber of Commerce Small Business of the Year. We are a family business focused on residential service with two locations in the Denver Metro, and we're hiring. We're currently looking for plumbing technicians, installers, apprentices, customer service representatives, and dispatchers. High Five offers competitive perks with full medical benefits, including health, vision, and dental, paternity and maternity leave, unlimited time off with advance notice, and 48 hours of PTO. Strategize your career and work at High Five Plumbing. Our apprentice program will teach you and guide you to become a plumbing technician. You'll be around our best senior technicians in the industry. No matter what you apply for, High Five offers regular training and career development opportunities. Apply to be a part of the High Five Plumbing Crew and find a professional, growth-oriented community where every workday ends with a high five. Apply at HighFivePlumbing.com and click on Now Hiring. All right, Solar Energy, folks. Solar Energy Partners, a new sponsor of ours, here on Rush to Reason. Had a long conversation, by the way, even though I was off on vacation last week, had a long conversation uh, with the owner, with Alan, and had a great time, by the way, and have gotten to know him more and more uh, through the last couple of weeks here. And the reality is he's on our team. He's very much a conservative, believes in what we believe in. And Andy and I have said numerous times that if there's things that we could do as homeowners, and I believe solar is one of those, if it's the right system and it makes sense for you. And Alan also will, t will share that same thing with you. 
there's certain criteria that you need to have to make this work for your home. Part of that has to do with where is the sun hit your roof and so on. But he's got the ability to help you get solar and save you money at the same time, literally saving you money, especially as energy rates continue to rise. Talk to Alan today, 303-378-7537. When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest in solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Alan's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. Alan only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power now. Make your investment today by contacting Alan at klzradio.com sun. Big media, big pharma, and big tech call mRNA vaccine pioneer Dr. Robert Malone a vaccine heretic. On the next Kim Munson Show, Dr. Malone shares updates on moneypox and groupthink. Author Kenneth Timmerman discusses his latest book, And the Rest is History, tales of hostages, arms dealers, dirty tricks, and spies. Candidate Molly Lamar explains why she is running for the State Board of Education. Lauren Levy notes the latest on mortgage rates. Dr. Rachel Corbett with Roots Medical discusses a peer-reviewed ivermectin study. That's Wednesday, 6 to 8 a.m. with Encores 1 to 2 p.m. and 10 to 11 p.m. right here on KLZ 560 and KLZ 100.7 FM. There is a difference between speaking and communicating. Check out Liberty Toastmasters to become a better communicator. Find more details at KimMunson.com. Toastmasters, where leaders are made. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Long segment there, but really I think that one is very important because, as I said, and I meant it earlier, Joe Biden, his staff can jump on TV and talk about how the biggest threat to our nation is the GOP party. No, folks. The biggest threat to our country are two things, I believe. The squashing of free speech through big tech and the taking away of your arms through the dismantling of the Second Amendment. Those are the two biggest things that we face right now. By the way, both being pushed by the left, not the right. Yep. Both of those pushed by the left. I have one other thing that I put up there with it. Green energy. Well. I think green energy is destroying the economy. Agree. Um, although that's a byproduct of the other two, because again, they can push out as much misinformation even on, because keep in mind, you go to Facebook and put something up that they don't like about climate change. What do they do? They shoot it down. Thank you. Or they put this big disclaimer on there. I agree. And by the way, obviously when I talk green energy, I'm not talking about, you know, residential use on your house and stuff. I'm talking, I'm the massive push towards it. I'm talking the grid. Okay, <laughs> and I'm talking. I'm talking everything that they would throw there. I mean, literally, these guys are pushing pushing so much out there. You know, it's and it's again. You guys have all heard me. I'm not against EVs, but I'm against California mandating them by 2035. I'm right. against Colorado mandating a certain percentage of them being sold in Colorado by 2030. I'm against those things absolutely 100. percent 
Yeah, of course. And I would be against a mandate to do solar on your roof if it came to that. Yeah, we're all for choice. Thank you. We're, we're, we're yes. against taking away choice. We are all for the opposite of that. Yeah. They, they don't want you having any choices, Andy. No, they don't. You know, their dominance of the public square has turned the public square into a one-party um, place. Yes. That's, you know, and let's go, we're, we're forgetting about something because we're talking about the public square where we go and post, right? Where we go onto Facebook or Twitter. What about Google algorithms where you want to search on a topic immediately, boom, yep. it all comes up left wing. That's right. That's right. That is huge. You're John. correct. You are correct. And that's where these other, you know, we interviewed the folks uh, at Tusk. Uh, a couple of weeks ago now, talking about what they're looking at doing, and they're they're actually not far away. In fact, they're doing a fundraising right now, fundraising um, uh, move on being able to fund a new search engine that wouldn't do what you just said. It literally would go out, find servers with that information on it, and boom, there's your results. Not being throttled or or tweaked any way, shape, or form, which is what Google's doing. Picking no favorites. Yeah, Google picks the favorites. Right. And for those of you that maybe don't know this, those of us that have been in the marketing world in our own businesses for years, we have known that Google has been tweaking these searches You're, forever. That's putting it lightly. Yeah. They have controlled these searches forever. That's probably the best way for me to say yeah. it. Yeah. Because it's crazy, John. I will put in what should be a conservative topic. Now, if I put in a conservative website, they take me right to it. But I'm talking the topic. And I will get an avalanche of left-wing spin on that topic mm -hmm. before you can even get to the conservative mm -hmm. point well, of view. It's crazy. The, the other thing that happens in Google, which, again, business owners understand this. Maybe those of you that aren't don't. But there is a huge pay-to-play scheme. I call it a scheme because that's exactly what it is. There is a huge pay-to-play game that goes on. In Google, the more you play, the better. Or the more you pay, the better your rankings are going to be. Period. I don't care whether you're a business or a political party. That's how it works. You pay them more, you're going to automatically get better results. That's how it works. Now, is that well? Couldn't you argue though that that's fair? Well, that's what I was just going to ask. Is that fair? Is the is the person that's paying the most getting the most results fair? And I I would say it depends. In the commercial world, where you're looking to buy something, yes, I think that's fair. When it comes to politics, absolutely not. Right. I agree. When it comes to just research in general, absolutely not. But I think there's more. This would be, by the way, I think this should be a Senate investigation all in and of itself, or a House investigation, I should say, all in and of itself, would be how has pay-to-play with Google worked when it comes to COVID, Andy? When it comes to the vaccine? It hasn't. Well, or has it? It's been entirely one-sided. Well, my point is, has... Has some of these companies, let's talk about Pfizer for a oh, moment. Oh, okay. You're, you're talking Big Pharma. Because they is paid. Able to, right. They're able to put in all the money. So the search engine directs you to one side of the argument. To all of the pro-vaccine sites, not the anti-vaccine and or the deaths that have resulted from. Right. Because the anti-vax side doesn't make a dime off you not buying or using Correct. A, you know, a, a vax. Correct. Where the other side does. Where the other side does. So all the search I'd like engines, to know what the numbers are that, that you know, a Pfizer's paid Google, by the way. What is that number? I, I wish somebody, some, I, I wish government, House or Senate would actually ask that question. How much Google have you been paid right. by Pfizer? Well, it's got to be enormous, John. I'm it's sure got to be absolutely billions enormous. Billions of dollars, I'm sure, Andy. Right. 
And that, and they could come back and say, well, you know, they're a business, they have every right to invest and, you know, have search results go in their favor. But folks, this is an issue that has literally caused millions of Americans to be thrown out of their jobs. Correct. So this goes back to what we talked okay. about with Claire. Is this one of those areas, which I think it is, it is. where adjustments need to be made? Who is allowed to buy that that paper the pay for, you know the paper play scheme I call it a scheme that's what it is inside of Google who should be allowed to, pl- to you know to play and not play right. in other words are, are there certain industries that shouldn't be allowed to is oh, the medical industry one of those I agree I, I absolutely well first of all yes it is one of those okay and secondly set Google aside look at Facebook okay they Same still deal, by put the way. well yeah they still put that little box oh, yeah, to get information and it's going to be information that preaches one side here's the thing John from them by the way not from any other trusted source right from them that's right now by the way the big pharma is putting a lot of money into Facebook. Okay, so they're responding not just to their political ideology, well, but it's to big money keep as in well. Mind that but, Google and Facebook both collect money from ads and quote unquote sponsors, I guess you could say. Right, but John, it's ludicrous at this point. Early on, you could almost say, well, you know, they're trying to make a bucket. Now, now that people, you know, that you've had COVID just fly through the vaccinated community, right? I mean, it just, and they show even under ideal circumstances within two, three months, it's, you know, the effectiveness is down in the 20 percentile. I mean, it's or worthless. Or none. Personally, yeah. I think it's worthless. I agree. But I'm, I'm going by what those, okay. let's, let's say, two kind okay, so 20%. studies say. Okay, ish. And because it's a little different on each one. This is ridiculous. So at me, this point, they should be on their knees begging for our forgiveness agree. for what they put us through, not continuing to actually put this little box on there anytime yep. you mention COVID or That's a right. vax. That's right. I mean, keep this in mind, folks. That's that are ridiculous. Listening. Even those of you that are you know, huge on getting the vaccine, which I know there's some of you out there listening that are great. So be it. Live your life. But, but here's what I would ask you. Would you get any other vaccine that was rushed to market? not going through all of the trials necessary to find out whether it was safe or not, literally being forced upon you with a, at best, at best, 20% effective rate. After, would a, co- you take after a few months. Would you take that vaccine? The answer no. is going to be no. No. No one would, Andy. No, and John, you know, the, the simple fact is you're, you're looking at people and you're saying, guys, would you take a vaccine that is now, it's like global warming. We have to call it climate change now, right? Because the data came back and said it isn't global warming. Right. Okay. Well, now they are calling the vaccine basically a treatment. Correct. Okay. Correct. And they're wrong. It it's, doesn't even do as well as they say, but I'll grant that. Let's just grant it and be nice. Okay. Uh, at this point, they're not even saying that it stops transmission. So let's just put it out there, John. Would you take a vaccine for any other flu virus or whatever that doesn't even keep you from catching it or spreading it? Andy, if I can... All it is is, at best, a treatment, and there are other treatments you can take. Let's go one step further. If there was a painkiller over the counter that had been rushed to market... Right. Because we all have pain. This one's a pretty easy one. Headaches, backaches, leg aches, and so on. We all have pain. It just happens. So now there's an over-the-counter new painkiller that's come to market. Oh, we haven't tested it, by the way. We really haven't done much in it to know really how how effective it even is, by the way. We think it's about 20% effective at actually killing your pain. But wait a minute. Here's the catch. We haven't tested this. 
We have no idea what the side effects are or what this might do to you permanently on down the road. Would you take that painkiller, Andy? No. And John no would. By the way, let's keep in mind the 20, 30, because I've heard as high as 37% after three, four months. I've heard as low as in the teens. Okay, here's the thing, John. That's versus doing nothing. Okay? We're talking no vitamin D, no ivermectin, no this, no that. None of the other treatments. So if you use absolutely none of the other treatments, this thing can, you know, help you help sustain your, I mean, keep down your systems for a little bit. And then that, even that drops off. Correct. And like you said, it's been rushed to market. It's totally untested. And oh, by the way, it costs a zillion times more than the other thing. Right. I mean, these right. treatments, right. vitamin D is cheap. Correct. I mean, again, if you put it in the way I just Zinc. put it, most people would have said, oh, well, well no, I'm, I'm not going to take that. Well, of course you wouldn't. But yet you did. Yes. A lot did. You people took this thing, and now here's the thing that drives me nuts, John. It, you know how it is. Once somebody takes something, they give themselves over to it, then they'll defend it to the hilt. A lot and are. then, And then they look at you as some kind of a conspiracy kook. Yeah, we're the whack job. Even though the numbers say we're right. <laughs> it's unreal. The numbers definitely say we're right. Affordable interest mortgage. Speaking of numbers, and no matter what you're look, looking at doing when it comes to a mortgage, and yes, rates have gone up. But call Kurt today. Find out what he can do for you if you're looking to transition into a home, move, sell, downsize, upsize, you name it. He can help you with all of that. 720-895-0500. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra costs. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. Folks, energy. Andy and I have talked about that a lot today. And I, I'm sorry. I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But energy prices, as you all know, are going to go up. How do you combat that? Well, we've got numerous things that we're talking about on air even today. One of those, though, is just call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Have them out and do an analysis of what you've got going on in your home. What's utilizing the most energy? What can you do about it? Are there more efficient things you could be doing? There's all sorts of things you could be looking at. In a lot of cases, it will actually save enough money to pay for itself. It's really pretty simple. Call them today, 720-526-0231. Think about what you have at home right now that could be damaged in a surge. The average home is exposed to thousands of electrical surges every day. Protect yourself from a potentially harmful electrical surge with absolute electrical heating and air today. Most of these surges are harmless, but without the proper surge protection, you face permanent damage to major electrical components. Anything plugged in without internal surge protection is at risk, including your refrigerator, furnace, air conditioning, or dishwasher. 
Safeguard your assets with surge protection installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Newer appliances usually contain computer chips that are more expensive to replace than to protect. At that point, considering the current chip shortage and wait times, you might as well buy the appliance again. Avoid potential loss. Get a whole home surge protector installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Group insurance analysts, folks, where if it's business insurance, health insurance, your home insurance, auto, you name it, they can do it all. Group insurance analysts, e-gia.com or 303-423-0162. Finding insurance can be confusing and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars out of your pocket. You need an independent insurance broker to help you find the best coverage that fits your needs and at the very best premium. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of independent insurance specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. GIA never charges fees and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local, hands-on service you don't get with a call center or going online. Whether it is your home, auto, Medicare, life, ACA, health, or business insurance, GIA has got you covered. They have been doing this as independent brokers since 1984. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Listen online, klzradio.com. Back to Rush to Reason. All right. In other knucklehead moves, since we're on that topic, Andy. Yes. Governor Newsom, on Monday, signed a bill that increased wages for fast food workers up to $22 an hour. We talked about this a little bit before with Andrew, uh, you know, who's our our chef, you know, Chef Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gruel. Andrew Andrew Gruel. 22 22 bucks an hour. In what labor activists are touting as groundbreaking for low-wage workers. No, folks, it's not groundbreaking. This does not have any positive effect when it's all said and done. First of all, by the way, you know, because of the higher, more expensive standard of living in California, and because these workers are already making well over the minimum wage in almost every state— that's not that big of a raise. No. Secondly, the amount that it is a raise is going to go right into inflation. Yep, into the cost of that burger they're flipping. Right. Dumb. These these people, I do believe they understand what they're doing. They just do this on purpose, Andy, to go back to what you said during the first hour, which is Joe Biden just wants to ruin the economy. Right. Period. And by the way, John, it's not just the cost of the burger they're flipping. It's everybody in California that goes to a fast food restaurant now has to pay more, so they'll charge more for the things they sell. That's right. Okay? It just makes everything go up across the board. That's right. It's not groundbreaking, folks. Not at all. And it won't work. No. And, and again, labor activists, trust me, they know this also. Oh, they know. They want to crash the system. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they want. That's their end goal. Yes. They really, you know, and people, you know, it's so much easier for me because I was raised in it, raised on the hard left. Mm-hmm. 
They don't understand when I tell them how much the hard left wants America to die. Yep. And they don't get it. They think, oh, no, no, no. You, you guys don't understand. That is what they want. Yep. That's exactly what they want. I mean, literally, that's exactly what they want. You right. are You are spot on. And uh, I, I had a... Uh, I had a conversation. Let me grab Joe really quick. Joe, you're up. What's going on, sir? Well, John and Andy, you know who the biggest beneficiary of that uh, $22 minimum wage is? Who? The state of California. Well, yeah, they get oh, more yeah. taxes. Taxes. Number one, they get more payroll taxes. And number two, they get more, because the price of the burger goes up, they get more sales taxes. The only winner in this deal that consumer loses um, and you're right. The, the worker itself, he's not going to benefit because inflation and higher taxes is going to chew up anything. But this, the only net winner in this whole deal is the state of California and maybe the cities where the cities have a sales tax. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just think it through. The only one who wins is, is the state of California. Yep. No, th- this is a loser across the board. And and by the way, even though the, the state of California, quote-unquote, might win because of the high ro- higher payroll taxes. Joe, tell me a time, and Andy, you as well, tell me a time when government grew that it helped the, the general populace. I can't. Obviously, I can't. Okay. Never. I mean, the, the answer is never, which means giving the government more money through payroll taxes does what to help out the average Joe, Joe? Nothing? Makes his Nothing. life worse? Yeah. yeah, and John, again, not just payroll taxes, sales taxes. Right, everything. Get, That's right, everything. I think they get eight percent every time you buy a burger. They get eight percent. Right. So, and never ever have I known government to grow to help out the average Joe. It doesn't work that way. Makes it worse. More regulations, more. Uh, I mean, you know, we could all tell horror stories about how. By the way, you know, my partners and I, we had invested in a company in California. We had also invested in the company. In Wyoming, and part of my job during due diligence was to review applicable state laws, labor laws, and blah, blah, everything else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in Wyoming, you all of the uh, what are they, what they call them in Colorado, Colorado Revised Statutes, the CRS. Yes. yes. In Wyoming, you can take all the Wyoming Revised Statutes. You know how thick, if you take every statute in the state of Wyoming and stack it on top of each other, you know how thick it is? I don't know, a quarter inch maybe. Uh, one of those skinny local community telephone books, maybe yeah. three quarters of an inch high. Okay. You know how you know how uh, how what the uh, height of the California review. <laughs> so yeah, you know, so like the old days when the guy would come to the door with the encyclopedias about like that. Yeah. So you have to wonder how do the citizens Wyoming? <laughs> how do they live? Through, how do they live yeah. without five and a half feet? Great question. Of state regulation. Oh oh oh! Them? I can answer that better. <laughs> Good one, Andy. Good one. I mean, the last time I looked, the, the residents of Wyoming, were, yep. you know, they were happy, they were healthy. Yep. You know, they weren't dying. You know, they weren't. You know, they weren't dropping dead on the street. And you know, and the, the, they had clean air. And yet, in California, you need five and a half feet of state state regulations. And that, of course, doesn't count all the local regulations. Right. Uh, but speaking of local regulations, you notice. I mean, there's all these politicians now uh, being treated for injuries from backpedaling away from this push to close the Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant. Um, you know, yeah, they need the power, Joe. That's why they need the power. Yeah. Yeah. Rea- reality has punched them in the face. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, same thing's going to happen to Colorado, by the way. You, you, our folks here are going to you're going to have the same thing happen here if they're not careful. They let Polis and his regime continue down the path they're going. They're going to have the same problem here. When your energy policy is driven by agenda yep. rather than cost benefit, yep. then people will not do the right thing until they feel the pain. That's right. They're feeling the pain in California. They are not yet really in Colorado. That's the difference. And, and even the agenda is, is hypocritical. For years now. California has been buying their uh, – California has not for, for almost five years now been generating enough of their own power within the state. And, yes, they get a megawatt of power from the Hoover Dam, but more than that, whenever they are, their power needs um, have exceeded what they get internally plus what they get from the Hoover Dam, they go to Nevada and Arizona, please sell us some power. Right, buy it here. And you, know how, yep. and you know how Nevada and Arizona generate that power that, that California buys? Burning more coal. Yeah, yeah. That's the, the thing they don't want, basically. The thing and by the want. way, by the way, guys, uh, Joe, do you have any idea how much oil there is off the coast of California? Uh, I couldn't. I know it's a lot. I couldn't quote any figures for you, though. It is. They've even had to deal with the fact that it would just be seeping out. It was an ecological problem because there's yeah, so the, much yeah. of it. Yeah. The pr- right. The pressure. Yeah. Right, and that's you find that in the Gulf Coast as well. That's the, right. The pressure just forces it up through the floor of the ocean. Yeah, just like so. the old Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> and these <laughs> imbeciles, these imbeciles are simply yeah. killing their economy yeah. for no reason. Joe, got to run. Appreciate it as always. Thanks so much. Your comments are always greatly appreciated. Geno's Auto Service is next. Get your vehicle in, get it taken care of, and they're always willing to help you with anything you have going on. 35 plus years, and they are BBB. Uh, A-plus rated. Uh, again, you, you won't do any better than Geno's. Geno'sAutoService.com, 303-794-6700. Geno's is having a sale on all Napa air, oil, and cabin filters. One of the best things you can do for your vehicle is to have the oil changed at your recommended service intervals. Napa high-performance filters can increase power and help with fuel economy. Does your vehicle's air conditioner put out a musty or mildew-like smell? Cabin filter contaminants can cause allergies and compromise airflow volume. Geno's evaporator cleaning and a new Napa cabin filter will take care of that. By replacing your cabin filter, you will be restoring efficiency and clean air in your vehicle. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We are AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Take care of your car and save on Napa filters. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Genos with a J. Golden Eagle Financial, get to Al Smith and help him or have him help you with your financial future. And folks, there's never you're never too young, never too old to start. KLZradio.com, 303-744-1128. Golden Eagle Financial will help you determine what will work best when creating a retirement strategy. Your retirement plan with Al Smith will consider possibilities that could threaten your nest egg. He helps you create a plan that allows for emergencies like death, illness, or adult children needing help to ensure the stability of your plan. Al will work with you to create a retirement strategy that withstands an urgent situation yet also aligns with your financial needs. With asset management from Al, you'll feel confident about the strength of your plan despite the possible contingencies. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will help you manage your financial assets with a well-rounded approach. Life happens. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128. 303-744-1128. 
or go to klzradio.com money. That's klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC registered advisor. All right, if you need help buying, selling, moving, whatever it happens to be, KNR Home Transitions is there for you. Two realtors for the price of one, 720-437-8210. With KNR Home Transitions, you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one. Can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors? With each of them having different areas of expertise, they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast. After all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing, Cat and Robin are not shy about getting their hands dirty. From cleaning toilets to laying baseboards, they've done it. As a team, they work hard in tandem because they realize that you need more from the current housing market and you need more for your home. K&R Home Transitions does everything in their power to go above and beyond throughout the buying and selling process because it is truly about you and doing their best for you. Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com home. Again, that's klzradio.com home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. Get ready to be your own boss. Up until now, you've owned a job, not a business. And with John Rush, you can change that. You need to allow your business to be its own entity so that you can live your life and reap the rewards of the labor it took to start it. John helps you understand where your life can be improved and separated from your organization so it can run independently. You should not be the most integral part of your operation. That's not a good business model. John Rush gives you important insight from his 40 years of experience on stepping up to be your own boss first before your business can run independently. Your business should work for you, not against you. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com, john at rushtoreason.com. Join us on October 22nd for Life Surge Denver. Tim Tebow, Willie Robertson, Priscilla Shire, and more than 10 other leading Christian speakers will be there. Live and in person for a one-day worship and business experience. Life Surge presents practical biblical strategies to help you grow your faith, business, wealth, and kingdom impact to live the life you've always wanted. For more information, visit LifeSurge.com. That's LifeSurge.com. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, about done for this hour. Top of the hour, we've got a author of a book. Actually, they're co-authors, but Leah Hoops is going to join us, and she's got a book out, Parallel Election, A Blueprint for Deception. She talks about in this book how she can unequivocally prove that the 2020 election was stolen in Pennsylvania. So this is going to be interesting. Um, you guys know Andy and I's, you know, you know, uh, feelings on this. And no, I'm not one that feels like we should dwell on this in and out. But when there's things that can be proven, should folks know about it? Absolutely. Yep. Put it in your toolbox. Yeah. So we're going to find out that and much more here in just a few minutes. So don't go anywhere. Hour three is next. Myself, Andy, and Charlie. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.